what does it mean to show up when you practice social finance, when you are in that ecosystem? What gaps do we need to bridge to make it truly inclusive? What new and bigger decision-making tables do we need to build to make things shift? When the same old funding avenues don't work, don't reach, don't create a valuable impact, what's the alternative? Well, welcome to Be and Think in the House of Trust. My name is Sylvain Moison from Conscious Innovation. And in this show, my guests are people who ignite social and environmental impact through their investment of funds, resources, research, networks, and commitment for a better world. And my guest today is Esme Verity, founder at Considered Capital. She's worked with hundreds of purpose-driven startups, nonprofits, and governments to help democratize access to alternative funding sources. Hello, Esme. Hello, wonderful to be here. Wonderful. Where are you calling from today? So I am in Accra, Ghana. It's 40 degrees and it is beautiful. Beautiful. Tell me, you've been around the block and around the world for many years since you've been traveling. <laughs> what did you learn from all these different contexts? Oh, it's an interesting question. Um, I haven't actually traveled. Well, no, I've, I've traveled quite a bit, but I haven't lived in that many countries. Ghana is the first place that I've lived in for let's say for two years now but I did travel a lot and um, because my my dad is a uh, an explorer I suppose he believes that life is about joy and exploration and as long as you are have some sort of financial stability and independence that you should go on and do the things that you love and he loves to travel so he gave that gift to me and I think that's a wonderful gift to be given and I try and travel as much as I can I think as a child it gives you an, a wonderful way to interact with the world and to meet such a diverse range of people and it makes you a very good listener I think mm. when you meet people rather than just talking about yourself you just ask a question and then it all you know comes about and I think that's one of the things that Hopefully, <laughs> other people would agree about me, but let's see. Mm, talk about exploring, listening, and joy. So what brings you joy at the moment, Esme? What brings me joy right now? Being in a place of quiet. Like, I live in a city that people might not think is quiet. It's very loud, lots of traffic, lots of action, lots of movement. Um, but actually, compared to where I used to live, which was London, uh, it's has given me so much room for thought, so much space to actually enjoy the small things. Like London is very like, let's go, let's go, let's go to a meeting, let's go to an event, let's, let's run, let's run, let's be busy all the time. And I realised I wasn't really actually doing anything useful, what I would define as useful or meaningful. I wasn't really building what I think is like deeper relationships, whereas here there is less to do you know there's less to do there's less things about but when you go to an event that's I don't know a gallery opening it's so magical because it feels more meaningful mm. and you see people that you know whereas in London if I came across someone that I knew I would be like oh my I'd make it a whole thing 
whereas because a car is smaller it's like even if you know I don't know anybody I can go to an event and see people that I know and have a really wonderful time and appreciate it so much more than I ever appreciated um London and mm-hmm. even though you can access everything at any point great so we've got from joy we've got the rarity of things and appreciation of things and the magic of these things so when you have more time to work on your mission and your vision what is mm. it that you do tell us more yeah so uh, yeah with all of this time that I was gifted to me and that I created for myself we I started thinking about what are the real problems that I see in the world and what are ways that I think I could you know solve a problem but make a dent in it and mm-hmm. um, I have come from a background of working with startups for the last I don't know five seven years and um, starting with my own business I went out to raise funding entirely failed to raise any funding um, mm-hmm. because I was pushed down this path of venture capital VC growth at all costs that whole kind of train um, and it wasn't really right for me but I couldn't find anything else mm-hmm. I went to work at venture backed businesses same thing also it doesn't feel right for lots of these businesses they're just running 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 particularly ones that had impact part of them did it did it make sense but I felt like I was just hitting hitting a wall and then a friend of mine um Deborah sent me this article called Zebras Fix What Unicorns Break, the manifesto by Zebras Unite. And it was just, you know, and you have those moments where you're like, there we go. That's the door I was looking for. And I've managed to find the key to open it. And I'm there and I'm here waving my zebra flag. And Zebras Unite, you know, is like, let's not put unicorns on this pedestal. Let's think about maybe a different type of definition of what success could look like with businesses this zebra which unlike unicorns is real the balance profit and purpose they're looking to find value for and generate wealth for communities rather than just for a small selection mm. of investors and um, it's all about valuing you know it's sort of the stakeholders not just the shareholders all of that it's wonderful um, and that just opened up a door of what could I do in that space? And I decided to go from the funding point of view as that was my sort of background, my experience and the pain that I felt. How do we fund Zebras? Um, and so I built uh, a business called Consider Capital where we are helping founders who are really normally Zebras, even if perhaps they don't know yet, or otherwise known as wonky shaped businesses, which is my favorite term that one of my graduates came up with, which I'm just borrowing saying everywhere now. Those types of businesses that are just doing something a little bit different. Maybe you want to bring your employees into your business in a more meaningful way, make them shareholders. Mm. Maybe, you know, they could do really anything that's different. You want to have impact at the heart of what you do. You want to be ingrained in your, in your actual DNA but of your business. Mm-hmm. straight equity or straight debt or even grants aren't enough for you mm-hmm. we want to show that actually there are other options that might be better for you and inform people how they might be building zebras of the future right and we all dazzle together exactly and the group of zebras is a dazzle which i just love as well 
I can hear, maybe we can introduce some sound, um, <laughs> some bits in, a, in, in the podcast here. <laughs> what is so, it? When you open the door and you start to dazzle, what what do you? How do you need to to show? What do you? How do you show up then to accomplish this this mission of showing alternative funding solutions for people for the dazzlest, the dazzlers, the zebras? How do I show up as an individual? I suppose I I don't know. It's it's hard. It's very hard because most spaces that you walk into are saying something very different. Mm-hmm. They're saying that, oh, no, VC, it works even for impact businesses. We can create huge financial returns and we can also have huge measurable long-term impact. We need to be able to scale really fast to be able to do that. Or these unicorns are all wonderful. Let's make more of them. Let's all make more money. And you spend a lot of your energy educating or trying to educate people that that's one choice that's one option that's one way to go but no one's right there's a whole bunch of other avenues that you could be exploring for different purposes and they all have pros and cons there's nothing's perfect but you know you just like it's constant and sometimes you're like no no I just want to be in a space where (laughs) like zebras where you just pre- you know it's like you're all there you don't need to you know convince anybody you can actually just get on with the work mm-hmm. and I've learned particularly in the last year is that actually you got to work out if, if somebody can be converted and how far down I and mean, is it worth it is that battle worth it mm. um, or would you rather be in maybe a smaller space but people are already working towards it we're coming up with solutions and we could get on with it. Are you so, afraid to disappoint people when you're telling them the truth that there was no all VCs are right, and now there might be some? Yeah. Are you afraid of them? Like, you know, I think for a long time I was like protecting it because you don't want to you want to burn bridges. You know, mm-hmm. you don't want to say something so controversial that mm-hmm. people will I don't know like. Um, stop interacting with you because it's such a small space anyway but actually I've learned that when you do if they are even if they stand in perhaps you know not opposition but in a different place like a VC if it's the right VC they're like no no this is right like this is right VC is one route and there's other routes let's help you with what you're doing and I found loads of really supportive investors who want to do that mm-hmm. um, but it's, yeah, I suppose as you get older, I don't know, for me at least, as I've got older, I've felt a bit more, I don't know, confident in my beliefs to be able to stand my ground, as it were. Right. So you're standing your ground, and I feel as well, there's a lot of compassion in your in your message and how you, you know, what you're telling founders so that they know where they're going and what what's more, what's more is coming up for you when you're, you see yourself doing the job you're doing. Hmm. Mm, what's more there's so much more and I think that you know I can only do a small part of it so what I'm increasingly interested and excited about is finding other people that are trying to fix a similar thing right otherwise as an individual it becomes a bit of a road to nowhere that's my biggest fear is it becomes a road to nowhere so you want to find your collaborators I'm not interested in doing everything by myself I'm interested in 
finding people that are solving for particular problems. For example, you know, we need a list of service providers that can help funder founders who are raising alternative funding. We need tools that will enable them to very quickly decide which option is right for them. Mm-hmm. We need this to be global. We need to have a way for uh, founders to understand an impact investor, where are they on the scale of philanthropic money to VC style funding? So you don't waste six months chatting to somebody and realize that actually they're, you know, a VC, really. Who is in your um, dazzle of friends, you know, suppliers? Do you have examples? Oh, I have sort of built up such a wonderful and continually building up such a wonderful gang of people we've got founders like um emma shaw from library of things Mm -hmm. Uh, library of things is a brilliant example of a company in the uk um who has chosen a challenging path to fund and build their business but one that means that they are actually valuing their stakeholders over their shareholders and in two ways they have a really interesting governance structure it's sort of a steward owned model which means that their mission and their purpose is above anything else and it's enshrined in their dna Um, and they fundraised using um, a ferex model so they're saying that they're giving themselves an option around what an exit might look like and how investors might get their money back. It might not be through a traditional buyout. It could be an exit to community or something else. And like it's those kind of examples you go, and they've raised, I think at this point, over a million pounds in funding from angels who want this to happen. And, you know, we've been working for years together because you need those examples of what's possible mm-hmm. um, and it's inspiring right and what more is inspiring you in that dazzle so yeah founder stories but also people working on, on the other side so people like Bonnie Patton Power who I'm sure a lot of people have heard of who are listening to this podcast she's like the I don't know I, I described her as Beyonce of alternative funding the other day ah, wow <laughs> that's a <laughs> benchmark yeah I was like oh I'm not sure she'll <laughs> Uh-oh, uh-oh. I think it's true. I think she um, has written the book, Adventure Finance, on actually how you might go about this. And she's so generous with her time and she's so generous with her knowledge. And she's very collaborative, you know. Mm-hmm. She could, she knows more about this than anybody else in the world. Mm-hmm. She could keep that very closed off, but she doesn't. She invites people continually into what she does, including myself, um, so that we could work on things together and tackle from her side, the funder side, and me from the founder side, and how we can link together. So for both of us, it's not a road to nowhere. They are, we're connecting our funders and our founders together. Mm-hmm. And we had an event today that we were doing just that. And that's really inspiring, actually bringing the two groups together that are difficult to bring together, but they're already aligned. Yeah. Um, and yeah. I mean, people can't see you, but you're talking with your hands and you've got this connective gesture with your hands, so these cogs that are coming beautifully together and join up and you're just living it through <laughs> with your body. It's lovely to see. So I pick up a few things. You've got the listening, joining forces, collaborating in a meaningful way, in an aligned way, 
making space for these conversations to happen. There is also, yeah, making space and time for these things to be thought through and explored. So a different tempo here. And I wonder, what else have you discovered that maybe you held for impossible before? That that was impossible before? Oh, yeah, it's an interesting question. It's hard to think about what you thought was impossible when it happens, right? It's hard to remember where you were even like two years ago to think about what you thought was so out of reach. Or even, for example, you know, some of the people that I work with right now, working with Oni, right? Like I was right at the beginning of my journey like three years ago in terms of working out where I might be in the space. Mm-hmm. Now we're collaborating, you know, on amazing things. And maybe three years ago, I wouldn't imagine that happening. But actually mm-hmm. building genuine relationships with people and giving them time, not trying to rush something, it's something that I think I I, I, ch- I choose to do. Maybe it's the hard path, <laughs> but I think it's it's valuable in the end um, because those people are really going to help and support you and rally you. And I have so many, and particularly women, who just rally and you know will will yeah will support you in the most surprising ways that maybe a couple of years ago I wouldn't have thought anybody would. You know, mm. so. What belief do you need to start making space for to be able to reach that? What belief do you need, do you need to make space for? What if you were to think in that way? Yeah. I suppose it's a belief in the a belief in the your approach actually could could work out for you. I suppose if that makes sense. What if yeah. it is successful? Yeah. What happens if it actually does work? Yeah. What happens to things that you want to do and that you're imagining and that you're planning on your notebook actually could happen? And your, but also the way that you do it, right? Like we're not, we're not following this like run, run, run approach, just like aggressively, you know, it like cold email people and continually make asks you're actually doing this in a much more meaningful manner where it's like it's slower you're taking your time you're building up your relationships and knowledge um and I appreciate that there's privilege of being able to do that because I had I didn't have an absolute need to make money so I think that's also worth stating Mm. um but yeah they could actually just could actually work out how radical is that (laughs) So imagine we put that in practice and consider the capital is um, continued dazzling journey into meaning and connections and hmm. making space and listening to people's needs and, and aspirations. What's the next step for you? Hmm. I always find that question hard to answer because every day I change my mind. Um, oh, just the one for today is fine. <laughs> today, <laughs> thing that's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it's, I mean, ultimately, what I what I would like from Consider Capital is it to be a useful and meaningful platform for a founder founder to arrive and go. I want to invite my employees in a meaningful way to my business. Maybe I want to make, maybe it's a co-op, maybe it's employee owned, 
Mm. I don't know. I don't really know what the end path is, but I need some help. And I need to know what the options are. I need to know what the pros and cons are. I need to know what how I fund it, what my term sheets will be. I need to know other people who've done this. I need to know service providers. Mm. And for us to have all of that on a platform where they can access it, and we get, you know, and, and quickly and easily get a bit of human help as well. Mm. Um, so they can get on with the other stuff they want to do, which is build their business, not try and work out how to fund it. It sounds to me it sounds to me like I've got an image of a, a a workshop with lots of tools and toys where people can come and play and check out things and try out things and listen to other people's stories and go have a break together. It feels like it. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just like try it out, right? Just try things out, feel confident about it. Um and yeah, and don't be don't be scared to explore something mm. really different and really scary. And that's what a lot of people say when they do my course, they're like, oh I actually I feel armed and ready yeah. to do this. So you bring um, the you bring that safe space for people to explore. Yeah, I can't claim it's a safe space, but I hope that's what I'm providing. (laughs) So finally, Esme, how are you going to take your learning forward? You know, being one step ahead, maybe. How do you do that? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's just continuing to to make sure that I have that that space and protect, like create space, but protect your space, you know, and create and like and protect it from people. I'm not saying that we want to be an echo chamber where everyone's saying great things, but we also don't need people that are just really damaging and their energy is not helpful in mm-hmm. what you're trying to do. Um, and protect that at all costs, I think, even when it means saying no to opportunities or saying no to things that maybe are interesting if you know and, and you believe that actually that's not quite right for you. Mm. What would you like to discover that you haven't discovered yet? Oh, what would I like to discover that I haven't discovered yet? Gosh, I don't know. I, I think that at this point, it's like I don't. I don't know. I, I associate a lot, a lot, lot of what I do with where I am, mm-hmm. and we plan to leave Ghana in maybe a year, year and a half. And I think mm-hmm. where we end up will have a huge impact on a new energy right and a mm-hmm. new approach maybe it'll be about creating less space and more chaos who knows but I think that will where we end up will have a huge impact on 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 yeah what I hope to explore next wow Esme thank you for thinking in real time about what makes you show up and how you what happens behind the scenes <laughs> Behind the stage, uh, um, at uh, considered capital and all the values that you put uh, into practice every day. Thank you so much. Thank you for the very thoughtful questions and the listening. You're a very good listener. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So that's it for today, people. Make sure you are share this episode of Be and Think in the House of Trust podcast with your friends, your peers, your colleagues, uh, your founders, your funders. Um, and anyone who loves to invest uh, to invest in social change. Look up Be and Think in the House of Trust on your favorite podcast platforms. You will find the previous episodes packed with resources, provocations, alternative thinking, and questions you can test for yourselves. 
And for more conscious innovation updates and my regular wayfinding challenges, visit my site, selvanmoisin.co.uk and drop me a note. Till then, take care of each other. Goodbye.